0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, February 14th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown, a cheating husband, a spurned wife, and chemical warfare. Well, not exactly. The case of a woman trying to harm her romantic rival shouldn't implicate U.S. treaty obligations against chemical weapons, but the Supreme Court ultimately will answer this question anyway. Bob Levy, chairman of the Cato Institute, says in the case of Bond v. United States, there's more at work than mere infidelity. Treaties have an explicit role in the U.S. Constitution, and there are explicit powers granted uh, with respect to how those are issued and ratified. Can you walk us through just the basic details of that?
1: Well, they do have the force of law. Uh, They're negotiated by the president. They require the advice and consent of two-thirds of the Senate. Uh, The House of Representatives uh, isn't involved. Uh, The president does have... um, fairly extensive power to negotiate these treaties because he is commander-in-chief and he does exercise great power Uh, much more than he does in the domestic area. He does exercise great power in uh, foreign policy areas and and also national security areas. Uh, So negotiated by the president, approved by the Senate, no involvement uh, by the House. And uh, this president has indicated that he is going to use the treaty power, not just to involve himself in foreign policy issues, but to go even further. And in one case that's coming up before the Supreme Court, he's even suggested that he's going to use the treaty authority
0: uh, to move into matters that are traditionally state and local matters. Now, with respect to the case, you're talking about Bond v. United States, where uh, it's sort of a spurned lover case where a woman used a— poisonous chemical, uh, on put it on surfaces where she thought her romantic rival would touch and somehow found herself violating a U.S. treaty. Is that right? Indeed. Uh, Miss
1: Bond, uh, her husband impregnated her best friend. She was uh, understandably vexed by that uh, act. And so she uh, lathered toxic chemicals on her friend's car and her friend's Uh, mailbox, causing what turned out to be pretty minor burns. Of course, that's against the law in every state. And ordinarily, she would have been charged um, and tried, in this case by the state of Pennsylvania where this was occurred. But instead, she's charged under a federal statute that implements the 1993 Chemical Weapons Convention. So it's it's not that the Obama administration is especially interested in Carol Bond. uh, And it's certainly not that the administration really believes that she's involved in chemical warfare, I think what really mattered to the president and the and the um, others in the executive branch was this expansion of federal authority using the power to make treaties to move the executive branch even into
0: matters of state
1: and local interest.
0: Now, this case has already been before the court on a related matter. What was that about?
1: That was really interesting. That was phase one of the case, and Ms. Bond challenged her indictment. Bear in mind now she's indicted by the feds uh, for violating the Chemical Weapons Convention. She challenges her indictment under the Tenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. That amendment says, essentially, the feds have only the powers that are enumerated in the Constitution. And if the power is not enumerated, the power doesn't belong to the feds. It belongs to the states or directly uh, to the people. So Ms. Bond claimed, I think correctly that her, her offense was a state crime and had nothing to do with the federal treaty power. And then the Court of Appeals dismissed her case. The court said, you're bringing suit under the Tenth Amendment, Ms. Bond. The Tenth Amendment is designed to protect states against federal intrusion. And since you are not a state, you do not have standing to uh, bring uh, to litigate. In a very important opinion. Uh, the Supreme Court, in phase one of this case, rejected the Court of Appeals logic, and in fact, Justice Kennedy wrote the opinion, and it was 9-zip. And that's very rare for an important case uh, to be nine zero. 0 Kennedy wrote, the Tenth Amendment is not just about states' rights. It's most importantly about federalism, and that is the division of authority between two sovereigns, the federal government and the state government. Not to protect the states, that too, but most importantly, and this is a quote from the opinion, to protect the liberty of all persons uh, within a state. So that was phase one. And then the court sent this back again uh, for the lower courts to determine whether or not the treaty power extended to cover this offense. And it's coming back to the Supreme Court this term and will be decided by
0: June of this year. Do you have any expectations about it whatsoever? This phase two is
1: to ascertain whether the Chemical Weapons Convention reaches ordinary poisoning cases. Um, If the decision goes the wrong way, uh, I think it will go the right way. But if the decision goes the wrong way, the Obama administration has indicated that it's primed to use the treaty power. And as a matter of fact, I would say that that was the intent all along to expand federal authority into numerous areas that were formerly reserved to state and local government. And that would include not just this uh, almost silly application of the Chemical Weapons Convention uh, to cover this domestic dispute, but it will include things like environmental issues and quite possibly gun control.
0: What are the areas that you think the Obama administration would want to move in? You said gun control, I think environmental, environmental I think gun control, I think possibly
1: immigration. Uh, there are lots of areas uh, where we do have... Uh, relations with foreign countries. They do result in treaties. And if the court determines that the treaty power extends so far as to allow the administration to shoehorn itself into state issues, I wouldn't be surprised if lots of these issues come before the administration and it uses its power without going to Congress. Again, all of these uh, our attempts to circumvent Congress because we're operating with a Republican-controlled House of Representatives, which is not going to implement the Obama agenda. And this president has decided, uh, with an uncooperative Congress, his best route is not to get cooperation, but rather to circumvent uh, that Congress and to be a legislature all unto himself.
0: Bob Levy is chairman of the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.